Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been many years since I read Defoe's Robinson Crusoe, the story of a man shipwrecked on a deserted island, the lone survivor. Crusoe at first was so completely engaged in the struggle for survival that he forgot life had deeper needs. Eventually, though, his solitude caught up with him and he was overwhelmed by the awesome realization that he was alone, totally alone. During this period, tormented by the need for another person, and after 18 years on the island, he wrote in his diary, now I have difficulties to struggle with, too great for even nature itself to support, and have no assistance, no hope, no comfort, no advice, that I may have had one companion, one fellow creature to have spoken to me and to have conversed with. In my time of my solitary life, I never felt so earnest, so strong a desire after the society of my fellow creature or so deep a regret at the want of it. I'm sure most of you know the gist of the story. Suddenly one day the entry in his diary said, I was exceedingly surprised with the print of a man's naked foot on the shore, which was very plain in the sand. There was still a considerable amount of time before he discovered this man called Friday and the search for, fear of, and hope for the man dominated Crusoe's life from that first moment of discovery on. Through his story, Defoe has expressed all of our longings for companionship, connection, for hope that we are not alone. On this day in the celebration in the church year, we are reminded that we are not alone, that others are here and have gone before us, leaving their footprints on the sands of time. All Saints Sunday is a day to remember and celebrate the fact that across the centuries, God has been at work through people like you and me in all kinds of situations of life, in all circumstances, and that their examples of faith provide not just comfort for our lonely souls, but a direction for our lives. There have been many giants of faith, Peter, Paul, John, Matthew, Augustine, Francis of Assisi, Luther, Calvin, Knox, Melanchthon, Muhlenberg, Bonhoeffer, Mother Teresa. But when we look at their lives, most had rather humble beginnings. They weren't born 
St. Paul, St. Matthew, St. John, St. Augustine. 531 years ago this morning in Eisleben, Germany, Hans and Margaret Luther waited for the birth of their child. There was no air of expectation that this baby would be any longer remembered to history than any other. Infant mortality was extremely high in those days. And when on November 10th, a boy was born into their home, they rushed to the church next door on November 11th and had him baptized and christened him Martin. For it was the day of the feast of St. Martin. They were common folk. No castle, no servants, just simple people living in simple faith who raised their son like all parents do with all kinds of expectations of their own, but who was called by God to greatness. Today we remember all the saints of history, men and women whose names have been lost to us and the relative few who we remember. But saintness is a living reality. It is a way of living, not a category of death. To be a saint is to live in the promise of God and to trust God alone for fulfillment of his promises. We celebrate today our oneness with those saints of history. None of us, I'm sure, have ever been a lonely Crusoe shipwrecked on a deserted island. We've never experienced the pain of being totally cut off from all of humanity. But there are times and situations when we do feel all alone because of our faith. Times when we try to stand tall and faithful, when everything around us seeks to get us to deny that faith. Times when the world laughs at us because of our faith. But we walk not alone. The saints of yesterday and today stand with us. Politically, economically, socially, it often, in fact, it usually makes a big difference to whom you are born. You are much more likely to have wealth if your parents do. The right family name can take you far in political circles. Socially, you can be unacceptable without the proper pedigree, at least according to some. But with God, there are no such advantages. His is a message and a calling for people of all shapes, all sizes, all circumstances, social levels, or names. Before God, we stand as equals, sinners in need of a redeemer. We stand as equals, people of faith, called to live faithfully, whatever our situation. 
The Beatitudes have long been associated with this day of the church year. The gospel lesson is Matthew's recounting of those Beatitudes. Jesus knew that it was amongst ordinary people that God's will is worked out. <clears throat> he called as his disciples the ordinary of his day, common workers, fishermen, outcasts, the unpolished, to experience with him God's good news and to carry that good news out to the world. From village to village he traveled, speaking to people, not to the kings and rulers. He gathered the people, like you and me, on a hillside and taught them of the heart of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who hunger for righteousness, those who weep, those persecuted because of me. Society declares that blessed are the rich and the powerful and those who are born of the right colored skin. But God tosses all of that out and gets to the heart of life. Our relationship with each other and with our God. On All Saints Sunday, as we celebrate God's final triumph over all that is opposed to his purposes, we can include among his enemies not only the well-known haters of God, good, but also the enemies of God that are within us. Greed, selfishness, oppression, lack of concern for the needs of others. People of faith, we can rise above those human desires and be faithful to our calling. It is in doing those things that we often feel most alone, to cry out for peace when the world rushes headlong into providing the means for war, to cry out for justice when society looks back and wonders, what kind of weirdo are you? To cry out for mercy when the world demands an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. To remain steadfast in the face of persecution or rejection because of our faith. The Beatitudes are God's Bill of Rights to those who follow him. The promise that standing alone in faith is never standing alone. The promise that God will bless you even while the world is spitting in your face. What kind of footprints in the sands of time are we leaving behind us? A few years ago, the Lutheran magazine had a, released a study which revealed that of all the young children brought to the font for baptism, 
somewhere between 65 and 90 percent of them are at least nominally active in the church until confirmation. But of those who are confirmed, 65 to 75 percent of baptized and confirmed young people cease participating in worship and congregational life by the time they're 21. The prevailing thought always was that, well, these young people are young people and they'll return when they get married and have children of their own. But the study showed that over 50% of those who leave the church after confirmation have not returned to participate in any faith community by the age of 35. Only 10% of baptized children and youth continue in the life of the church and grow in faith and leadership within the community of faith and its mission in the world throughout their entire lifetime. The difficult part for us and for our children is to come to know and see that our God is faithful even when we are not. That is the work we as a congregation are about, to resist the temptation to live life the world's way and to speak the word of God's love and faithfulness so that it comes alive for the children in this place, for the people in this community. Our ministry at St. Paul is to speak the word of the Lord, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to help faith come alive in kids and all people so that they might resist the temptation to dispose of the good news of faith and might instead live as Jesus taught us how to live. And being faithful to his call to be his people, we can indeed help people experience a place and to know a God who says, you're special. You are mine. I will never leave you or forsake you. My prayer for all of us is that we will speak the word of the Lord boldly. Be the saints of today who pass on a heritage of faith to our children and the generations to come. Proclaim the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Teach kids in this community that God's way is a better way. May God bless our ministry together. Amen.